Just a quick message before we get to episode 160. If you're looking to end the year or begin 2022 with a charitable donation, may I suggest the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Go to supportkeystonechapter.org and make a donation. You can make it in any amount, not just $5. It could be $5.17 or $4.81. You make the call. Any amount you give is greatly appreciated. Again, that's supportkeystonechapter.org to make a donation today. Thank you so much. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there and welcome to episode 160 of the I Can't See You podcast. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I have a bunch of little things to talk about today and I hope your Christmas was nice and we are getting set to celebrate 2022 Tomorrow night at the stroke of midnight, I am recording this on the 30th of December as it drops on the same day. So happy New Year's Eve, Eve. And uh, let's get into a couple of things. And like I said, I've got a lot of little things. Um, I wanted to start off with one thing that I thought was very cool. I was watching TV last week and uh, I saw a commercial and I've actually seen it a few times now. And just before I pressed record, Frank, and we'll hear from him coming up in a minute about something else. <laughs> but Frank had texted me and asked me if I had seen this, and I, and I told him that I did, and I was going to mention it on the podcast. MasterCard has come up with a MasterCard Touch. And what that is, um, <laughs> if you have a MasterCard, there will be three different shapes cut into it. If it's a prepaid card, there'll be one shape. If it's a debit card, another shape, and a credit card, a third shape. So that if you're blind and visually impaired or visually impaired, you can just feel, hey, this is the right card. Because sometimes some people might have both a prepaid card and a debit or a credit card. So, uh, you know, now that the credit cards don't have the numbers raised because, you know, who uses those machines that you used to put those carbon papers in and, you know, swipe over them with the, with the uh, card in place to take an imprint of the card. Nobody does that anymore. And, you know, it's just kind of, kind of silly to even have the numbers. However, it made it easy for blind and visually impaired folks to figure out what card they were using. So uh, kudos to MasterCard for coming out with that touch card. And again, um, as Frank and I were talking back and forth via text, um, I have, uh, the main card that I use is an American Express card. And the cool thing about it is that it's metal. So it feels different and is a little bit thicker than uh, a credit card slash debit card that I have from TD Bank. And I guess it's a debit card because the money gets sucked right out. It's a, uh, it is a MasterCard. So I'm interested to see when it, when it renews, if I get that touch card. Uh, and those are the two, uh, two credit cards that I use. I also have a, we have a city card and I don't remember if it's a Visa or a MasterCard, but we have that from Costco. Uh, I rarely use that. In fact, I, I don't know that I've ever actually used mine because Liz is the one who always goes to, uh, Costco to pick stuff up or, you know, orders this stuff online. Uh, but very, very good stuff. And I just wish other companies and businesses, you know, would come up with things like this. You know, we're always battling, blind and visually impaired folks are always battling to just to be included. And for MasterCard to develop this and come out with this is just outstanding. So thank you, MasterCard. 
appreciate that and uh, look forward to uh, seeing how they are once I see one in real life, or I should say feel one in real life. Now, I did mention Frank, and we have this from him this week. Happy holidays to the I Can't See You community. I will avenge your loss to Ed this week. Give my love to Ziggy and the family. Thanks to Frank for calling in, and anyone can call in. That number is 646-926-6350. And you have up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town if you want to leave a comment. And uh, here's what Frank was talking about. He did avenge my loss to Ed, or as his team name is known, is Where's Huddles. <laughs> uh, he did win, and it was kind of surprising because going into Monday night, it didn't look like things were going to go his way. He had only a 30% chance of winning, according to the Yahoo Fantasy app. There was a lot of great things about the Yahoo Fantasy app regarding accessibility and whatnot, projecting who's going to be the winner and your confidence meter and whatnot, not very good. Uh, so Frank and his team Pug Posse beat Where's Huddles to make it to the finals, and he was awaiting the winner of the Nick versus Brian battle. And it was a battle. Well, it really wasn't. Brian's Astoria Knights demolished <laughs> Nick's Montreal Beavers. And so it's going to be Brian against Frank in the finals. And uh, looking forward to that. I'm actually going to be speaking to Brian a little bit later today. And uh, he, he called me the other day and he said, I'm not calling to gloat. <laughs> So good luck to both Frank and Brian. And again, I can't thank Brian enough for getting us all together to do the draft and uh, meet everybody in person. It was just such an awesome experience and kind of sad that the season's just about done. So hopefully we can all get together again in the future because, again, it was it was just outstanding. So thank you again, Frank, for calling in and leaving that. Uh, I do appreciate that. And again, anyone can call in, 646-926-6350. I would greatly appreciate it because it does break things up here. And again, like I said, I do have a lot to talk about today, but a lot of little snippets, not, not a whole bunch to touch on any one thing. Although I guess you'll judge that <laughs> at the end. Um, so another thing that I wanted to talk about, last week I told you about Jane and COVID running through her office up in New York. And uh, there were four or five folks uh, in her office, uh, four of which were on her team uh, that she worked closely with that had COVID. Jane tested negative and everything was good. Well, on, uh, let's see, day after Christmas, Jacob went to work and found out that a couple of people that he works with tested positive for COVID back on Christmas Eve, so a couple days earlier. So we were all kind of freaking out because, and, and again, with Jacob, Jacob works uh, at a place called the Swarthmore Co-op. So it's a retail place, and so people are going to be coming in. Some are going to have it, you know, as well as the employees could have it. So anything is possible there. So we're trying to find a test for him. And nobody has them, of course. If you've tried to get the tests from CVS or Walgreens or Target or any of the places, nobody has them in stock. It's, it's just about impossible. Um, and then Liz tried to make him an appointment at one of those rapid or the pop-up places. He was going to get either the rapid or the PCR. 
because um, he couldn't get both for whatever reason. I don't know. And couldn't get an appointment. So I ask him every morning when I see him, I said, Jacob, how do you feel today? Oh, I feel fine. I said, you know what? Screw it. If you don't have any symptoms and you don't feel sick, don't get tested. Why were, are you going to go wait in line or go to multiple stores just to find these tests and risk getting COVID while you're out and about? So we let it go. And if he shows signs, then, you know, we'll go from there and, and figure out what to do. But everybody here feels fine. Jane had her booster shot. Uh, that set her back a day. You know, she didn't feel great the next day. And, and she had an issue when we when we, she got the second shot, uh, both she and I got Moderna. Um, and when we got the second shot back on May 14th, uh, she did not feel well on May 15th. She, you know, she was down for the day. It wasn't as bad with the booster, uh, but she, she didn't feel, she didn't feel great the day after that. And, um, she had that this past Monday. And, uh, so now all is good. Her arm still is a little bit sore, but otherwise it's good. And so, Knockwood, everybody's everybody's okay here, as far as we can tell, unless we unless we have it and we don't know it, and we, we're not going to try to find out about it because we all feel fine. Uh, Liz found out that she will not be going back in person for a couple of weeks, uh, so they've been scurrying to find cases and things like that because the, the kids go home with Chromebooks, um, you know, to do some to to do some learning and you know logging into Zoom and things like that. And again, Liz teaches. <laughs> This teaches little kids, you know, um, you know, pre-K and kindergarten, uh, all in one room. So, um, you know, it's Montessori-based. I, I don't know that you can call it true Montessori, but it's Montessori-based. So, you know, the big kids are supposed to help the little kids, and, and sometimes they do teach them all the bad things, and sometimes they teach them the right things. So, uh, so Liz was um, not 100% happy, but more happy than going back and and having to worry about that sort of stuff for at least the first couple of weeks uh, when she heads back from Christmas break uh, next Monday. So, although she will have to go in on Monday to distribute the, the Chromebooks because they didn't do it at the end of the school day back in uh, before Christmas break happened. Blind people for dummies tip of the week. Usually I talk about what you should do when you're trying to help a blind person out. This week's tip is a little bit different. Here's something you should never, ever say to a blind person. And that is, oh, it's lucky you can't see what just happened there. You know, anyone can close their eyes if they don't want to see something happen. You know, but the difference between blind people and everyone who can see is they can open their eyes and then see the other things. And so to say something like that, and that was actually said to me on Chestnut Street in Philadelphia uh, a few years ago, uh, right in Old City, right down the street from the uh, Museum of the American Revolution, a great museum, by the way. If you want to come into Philadelphia at some point and, and go to a, a great museum, that is a good one. I really like that one there. And uh, again, it's right in the heart of Old City, so Independence Hall's just down the street and a whole bunch of other historic places right close by Constitution Center, Liberty Bell, and so forth. Again, a great museum to go to, and uh, I highly recommend it. Been there quite a few times. Uh, did some trainings there for uh, museum staff there as well as uh, for other places um, how to deal with and help blind folks uh, enjoy the museum more. Again, don't ever say, lucky you can't see that. No, we're not. 
Not at all. If I didn't want to see it, I'll close my eyes. You know, it's it's just very irritating, and that would re that would really it it made me mad when I heard the guy say it to me, and and Liz was with me, and I, I after he was you know passed, you know I said Liz, did I just hear that guy right? And he just said to me, lucky I couldn't see what was going on there, and evidently it was a I don't know if it was kids that had some crazy haircuts, tattoos you know, piercings, whatever. I don't remember what it was. Uh, I focused on the lucky I couldn't see that. And uh, I'm not, it's not, nothing, nothing good about that. Don't ever say, don't ever say that to someone who can't see. So, um, and that kind of segs into this because this really had me irritated last night. We, when I say we, Liz, Jane, and I have been watching Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. It's with, um, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And, you know, I didn't write those down in my notes, and I'm very happy <laughs> that I remembered all of them because a few weeks ago I meant to say Bradley Cooper and I said Bradley Pitt. Um, I corrected it on the show notes page, uh, but here it is now being corrected on the, <laughs> on the episode. We watched episode seven of Only Murders in the Building last night. And one of the characters is deaf, so they use signing which is okay. I, again, I get it. But the whole episode was via text message and subtitles. So Liz and Jane are reading me the stuff. There was very little other audio. So, you know, you can't hear if they're getting on an elevator, the dings, or what's going on if they're opening a door. A lot of things, that you, everything was just all muffled. I mean, it, it was brutal. It was, I was so mad because all day I was looking forward to watching the next episode. And then to put that on, it made me so angry. And, you know, Jane went through and was, um, I don't know if she was looking at Twitter or other places, but <laughs> one of the comments somebody made is, I guess an upcoming episode will be with complete black screen and basically just a podcast episode. And I thought that would kind of be cool, especially since the show is based on, you know, a fictitious podcast. Um, and I, otherwise, I love the show. We all love the show. Uh, it's funny. Um, you know, it's not, I, I think it's a 30 minute show. Um, you know, but again, well, I was going to say there's no commercials, but we have Hulu. So <laughs> we don't have the, uh, we don't have the premium Hulu. We have the with commercials Hulu, uh, but it is a good show. Check it out. Except for episode seven. I do not recommend that one. If you cannot see, i.e. you are blind or visually impaired because it is brutal. I don't know that, uh, the show is audio described because I watch with Liz and Jane. I wouldn't put on audio description because A, they're there and can tell me what's going on. And B, when you're sighted, um, I know in the past, I, I can just, I, I can tell they don't like, you know, that stuff going on. So um, just very annoying and um, irritating that they would do that. Uh, and again, I felt like I, I, you know, I felt like I was just sitting there and just listening, you know, having, having Liz tell me a story about what went on in her day because I couldn't see what was happening on the screen. And obviously with very little audio, uh, I couldn't tell. So it was just, it was, it was awful. Episode seven, one through six. Great. I'll let you know how episodes eight, nine, and 10 are next week, because we're going to watch the rest of those. Uh, and I guess finish on new year's day. Uh, but I do like the show itself and, uh, it's, you know, funny and, uh, a good, a good one to watch again, only murders in the building on Hulu. I don't have any kind of affiliate link to that, but yeah, we do like it other than episode seven. And that kind of segs into um, an issue that I had 
and I, and I don't even know if the person at the bank even knows it was an issue. Um, we had to go to the bank for digital graphics design. That is a um, digital marketing company that we have. It started off as web design and um, web hosting and SEO and things like that. And it, it's more than that now. In fact, I, I usually don't work with customers anymore. I, I do occasionally and, and I am helping a couple of folks, you know, get their website up and uh, laid out and whatnot and hosting it for them. Um, but for the most part, it's um, marketing via websites that we have, whether it's content marketing with informational articles uh, or affiliate marketing. And uh, we have a few sites like that and have one uh, we're developing now. So hopefully, um, you know, that will continue forward. But we needed to go to the bank. And the bank that we have everything at is over by Walden School. So it's not easy for me to get to. And since I knew Liz was going to be off, I said, you know, we got to go over there because I wasn't unable to get on the online banking. And... I thought it was kind of weird because I don't, I don't go to the account very often because I, I don't need to. Most transactions I do are done via PayPal, whether paying or getting paid. Um, and so, you know, there's not much checking throughout the year. And I know I've checked it a few times, um, but I couldn't get in the last couple of times. And, and I thought, you know, I, I really got to know how much money is in there because, you know, we have automatic payments coming out each month for different things. For example, um, one of the automatic payments is for, um, you know, the smart speakers, whether it's the G lady or the A lady, you can say, hey, A lady, uh, open I Can't See You podcast or hey, G lady, open I Can't See You podcast and it will play the podcast. And you can try that later if you want. And um, uh, I usually don't listen to podcasts, though, through my smart speaker. And I know some people do. And I'm trying to get White Canes Connect to be played on those speakers without paying the, the fee that we uh, that we have. So um, no one else can then use I Can't See You. Uh, there won't be, you know, I Can't See You tomorrow. They can't, they could do that, but they couldn't use I Can't See You. So that's why I pay for that. I've done that. I, uh, company is uh, through a gentleman named Chip Edwards, who I met at PodFest a few years ago, uh, called Create My Voice. Uh, and it really works well. I, I really do like it and happy uh, to pay the little bit each month that I paid it to do that. So again, if you have one of those and you do listen to podcasts, try it on uh, your devices and uh, let me know what you think. But we were going to the bank and um, we were going to take some money to put in because I, I wanted to make sure we had some money because I have, I've got some some things scheduled to be worked on. And I wanted to make sure there was enough money in there to cover those as well as um, what money might be in there. Cause again, I had no idea how much money was even in the account. <laughs> so, um, and all my statements were electronic, so I couldn't get to them. Uh, so we go in and uh, I talked to the lady. Um, her name was Lisa. Um, and I tell her that I can't get online. She said, okay, well, you know, you just have to go to the website and, um, you know, you can re-enroll because after you don't use it for a certain amount of time, you get purged. And I kind of have a feeling it, it wasn't that. We had another account um, with that bank for Millbrook Holdings. And Millbrook Holdings is the company that owned Salon Supplies and Interiors that we ended up shutting down a few years ago, more than a few years ago now. And I kind of have a feeling when that account went away, I think that kind of messed with my login. Um, 
And so, you know, I'm sitting in this lady's office and she hands me a post-it note with something written on it. Now, at this point, Liz was already back out into the main area of the bank because she's going to make a deposit and I'm talking to her. But I, I go back and I, I say, I said, Liz, this is where we have to go. She said, yeah, and it lists the bank's web address. And I said, that's all it lists? I said, she could have just told me that. Again, I'm sitting there in her office. Obviously, I can't see. I've got the white cane in my hands and she hands me a piece of paper with the most basic thing written on it. And that wasn't even the craziest thing that went on with this lady in her office that day. After I go back out and talk to Liz as she's getting ready to write the deposit and she tells me that, um, she asks, Liz asks me, did you ask about changing the address? And I'm like, oh, I forgot all about that. And at this point, the woman had come out of her office and I said, oh, can I ask you one more question? I said, our, our address has changed. Can we fix that? And so we go back into her office and I'm not quite sure if Liz was there uh, by the time this went down, but uh, she said, oh, are you still at 801? And I said, no, we're at, you know, and she said, oh, I don't have that. Let me, I got to pull up a different form. And she pulls up a form and I guess she printed it out. I, I don't remember hearing a printer going, but then she hands me, she slides a piece of paper on the desk and she said, you just have to sign this. She puts the pen down on the desk and she puts the paper on the desk. Doesn't point to where I have to go, you know, doesn't watch me as I, you know, reach and try and feel for the pen that I know she's put down on the desk because I heard it go down on the desk. And then at that point, Liz was there and, and Liz walked in. She said, okay, um, you know, the pen is, you know, to your, you know, left or whatever it was. And I picked it up. She's like, okay, it's not open. So press the button to open it. And, um, and I then make, you know, a pointer finger and, you know, I have Liz direct me to the line that I need to write. I wrote as big as I could. I hope I wrote on half that paper. I, I was just dumbfounded that someone would hand, not even hand me, would put in front of me a paper and pen knowing that I can't see. I mean, I've got my I Can't See You podcast mask on. It's got an eyeball with a microphone in it. I mean, you can't tell something's up there. You can't tell that I'm not looking straight ahead all the time and my eyes are moving around. And I mean, come on. And um, after we left, and I was, I was just dumbfounded by the, whole, by the whole thing. After we left, Liz had mentioned that we had this girl before when we did some banking there. And again, I, I rarely go in there because the only time we usually go in is, you know, Liz would go in on her way into work or out of work to make a deposit, um, things like that. Usually not too much was going on. So, so very rare did we need to go in there. In fact, we, you know, we haven't been in, I know I haven't been in there since, you know, at least a year, year and a half, uh, you know, but before COVID, I haven't been in there since, you know, COVID started. Um, I always think it's funny, they have a man trap, and if you've ever been in, um, a man trap is where you basically have a little hallway and there's two doors at each end, a door at each end. Once the one door closes, that's when the other one will open if you get close enough to it. And um, a friend of mine had a check hashing agency and he had a man trap, you know, obviously to get from in front of the counter to behind the counter uh, for safety. So you don't let uh, evildoers, you know, behind the counter uh, if they even come through that first, you know, that first door, you can keep them trapped in there, hence the name Man Trap. Um, but, you know, when we got outside, Liz said, you know, boy, this, this lady's always been tough on us. And, I, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I, but it was, it was just bizarre that she put the pen down and, 
um, you know, I don't know if she thought I was faking it. I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what she, you know, what she was thinking. So, um, it, it was just, it was just weird. And, um, one last thing that I'll mention, um, for the year. And, um, you know, I mentioned a few episodes ago about having trouble getting a prescription medication that I need for my psoriatic arthritis and how expensive that medicine is over 4,000 or $4,500, um, per month, um, of which I, I don't pay anything. Um, you know, insurance covers about 3000 of it. And then there's, um, supplemental insurance. I don't quite know or understand. And that had changed a few years ago or last year, actually. At the end of last year, I got a call from our provider um, who, for our prescription drugs, is CVS Caremark. So what does that mean? You know, means that the only place I can go, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, is CVS for any of my meds. So this lady had proceeded to tell me that you can't, uh, we've got this new program and you're going to save 30%. I said, well, I'm already not paying anything. So, and she says, well, the only thing is uh, different from this besides the 30% savings, it's capped at, I don't remember if it was 9,000 a year or 10,000 a year, whatever it was. And I, after I hung up the phone with her, I did the math quickly in my head and I said to Liz, and we were, we were parked outside of, uh, Jacob was working at Target at the time. We were parked outside Target. And I said, you know what? That's not enough money to get me through a year at the end of next year, I'm going to have trouble with the prescription. And sure enough, you know, here we are at the end of the year and, um, I was able to get two in, but, um, I was running low on the meds. So I called to order it and they said, okay, well, there's a problem. We have to get notification from your doctor. I called my doctor on the 20. 2nd of December, the day after I ran out of meds because they told me that I, I didn't have to do anything. I kept hearing from, from CVS saying that I didn't have to do anything. They were checking with the doctor and checking with the insurance company. And, you know, I, at this point, since I was out, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to find out what's going on. So I called, first called CVS specialty because it's not something you just go over to the store and get. Um, and they told me, that they were waiting to hear from my doctor. So I thought, you know what? I better call the doctor. Unfortunately for me, the doctor had closed his office the day before until January 3rd. But they left a number if there was an emergency, which I didn't really think this was an emergency, but it said if you needed prescriptions, also call that number. So I called it and figured, okay, let's see what happens. And again, this is the rheumatologist that I saw on March 8th who told me I didn't need to do anything else. They were going to look into a new medication for me, and I never heard from them again. So I'm not really optimistic that I was going to hear from them, but lo and behold, I get a call from the actual doctor, and he said, I did what I needed to do. I'm pretty sure I sent it in electronically because it sounded like <laughs> it sounded like he's not usually the one to send it in. So so it did get in and I did call later that day and they didn't get it evidently. But the next morning I got a phone call saying that they got it. So I waited a couple of days. Of course, now that's Christmas. And each as each day goes by, I'm feeling a little more achy. And finally, by Christmas, I felt horrible. I just felt horrible. And, um, you know, 
just about every joint in my body hurt. And again, it could be a combination. Christmas, Christmas Day here um, in our area in the Delaware Valley, suburban Philadelphia, was kind of rainy and cool, cool or cold. Uh, I guess not. I guess cool, not cold. But it was very damp. And you know, those days in general, even when I'm on the meds, you know, I feel pretty crappy. But I felt really crappy. I mean, horribly crappy. Where, you know, when I try to open a doorknob, I can't squeeze it hard enough to turn it because my thumbs hurt so much and my wrists hurt so much. So I wait and I call on Monday and um, I'm told that, oh yes, uh, maybe it was Tuesday. Everything is, uh, everything is on track. We have all the information we need. We're just waiting for uh, insurance to uh, take care of it. And, and then it'll be shipped. And again, I go a couple of days and I don't hear. And I called either Wednesday or Thursday and I'm told, yes, uh, everything looks pretty good. Again, just waiting on one last thing. Right now, we're scheduled to ship your medication on January 5th or January 6th. And I'm like, oh, it's still another week away. I said, well, what about, what do I do in the meantime? I said, you know, I've been without this for, you know, now a, a week and change. What, you know, I, I can certainly feel a difference from not being on this medicine that, you know, prevents my joints from further damage and so forth and so on. She says, well, you, you can't really do anything. And I thought, well, I, you know, I hang up with her. I thank her. And she was very pleasant, even though, you know, the news that she, she was giving me was not. Um, and I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I do? And, you know, I've increased the amount of Tylenol I'm taking and, um, you know, I take two different kinds of Tylenol and then Advil before bed. And the one Tylenol that I take is, you know, for arthritis, that's an eight hour. And the other one is um, six hours. So I usually take the eight hour and then the six hour, you know, and then that gets me to, you know, nighttime. Uh, you know, I, I have an hour, you know, that I go without anything. And then right before bed, I take Advil. And it's been working okay. It, you know, it helps a little bit, but again, still like today, I, you know, I had trouble, um, I had trouble opening, um, the mouthwash when I was, you know, doing, you know, you know, getting ready this morning. Um, I had trouble holding my toothbrush, um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, just basic stuff. And I thought, you know, I need to do something and I actually thought this yesterday, and Jacob has a medical marijuana card, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to get him to get me something. Now, I'm not interested in smoking anything because my mom smoked my entire life until, um, you know, until my probably 40s. And, um, you know, I always hated it. And, and Jacob, you know, smokes. That's, he, he, has, uh, he has the medical marijuana card, and he smokes, and I, I'm not interested in that. But I got to do something. And so he said, go to, the, go to the website of the dispensary and find what you want, and then we can get it. And I, I felt a little funny about that because, you know, it's really, you know, not for him, it's for me. So I thought, you know, I'm going to get my own medical marijuana card. And so today, this morning, before, you know, I hit record, I had my, I guess you could call it teleappointment or virtual appointment with a doctor who was based who knows where, uh, but was very friendly and kind of understood because of my psoriatic arthritis and the fact that she and her sister both have that as well. Um, you know, so I talked to her and she gave me some ideas on both what to take as far as cannabis goes, 
um, you know, that I would get at the dispensary and things that I could get that are quote unquote, I guess you call it over the, <laughs> over the counter. Um, and, um, she had mentioned a place called Lazarus Naturals or something like that, uh, based in Oregon. But, you know, there are places around here that, uh, actually a place in media near our old house that, uh, we might check out before that. But as I'm talking to the doctor and she's giving me all this great information and, um, there's a, a cookbook that, um, I don't know if she helped develop it or if it was just her sister, you know, f specifically for um, psoriatic disease and psoriatic arthritis and, and things like that. So I'm certainly interested in that and, and I'll take a look there. Um, but yeah, so everything is going great and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be able to go get this stuff later because I've been doing stuff via email and I'm going to get the card. Well, it turns out that Pennsylvania is not that fast. And I said to her, I said, how long will it take me to get this card where I can then go in? She said, oh, probably a week or two. I'm like, oh, that's not soon enough. So, um, you know, and, and the doctor agreed with me that, you know, that I certainly qualify for this. And, <laughs> and first of all, you know, um, as a kid, everybody always used to tease me. You know, I have congenital glaucoma. I mean, if there's not one... Uh, main thing that, you know, folks with glaucoma can benefit from, it's, you know, you know, it's weed. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, but again, I don't want it for that. Um, not that my vision has been great. And I've mentioned that, you know, the previous episodes, I, I've gone back to eating sriracha on my oatmeal in the morning because it helps my eyes tear more and keeps my vision a little clearer. I know it's weird. And I have to take Ziggy's little portion out before because, you know, I don't think he should have the sriracha. Um, but I've been doing that this week and that, that actually has helped a little bit with my vision. But again, I'm, you know, my body is still killing me. I mean, it hurts, you know, again today, especially my thumbs and wrists and, you know, it's just been brutal. Now, again, the weather has been, you know, not great around here for the last week. Um, and that might have something to do with it, but again, it's, it's, it's worse than it was, you know, when I was still you know, using the Otesla, which again, hopefully I'll have that at the end of next week, but at this point, I don't even know. So, um, Jacob is at work right now. When he gets done work, um, Liz is going to take him over to the dispensary. And I, there's, there's a pill that, um, that's offered the, the doctor had told me that, uh, there was an oral, um, medication that I could use that wouldn't, um, impair me. Uh, at that point, I, at this point, I don't know what, <laughs> how I could be impaired or not, or less impaired. That's <laughs> what I need. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to, going to get them and give them a try and see what happens because I, you know, at this point I can't wait another week to two weeks for the Otesla or my own card to come in. And, um, you know, so, uh, I, I've, I've got to do something because it's just the pain is excruciating and there's nothing I could really do for it. It's hard to get comfortable sometimes. And, um, and, and I know this is not an eye related thing. Uh, although I guess if you have glaucoma and you need, you're in a state that you can get it, you know, you know, maybe the medical marijuana is a thing, uh, you know, uh, to try. Um, but I'll, I'll report back and let you know how, uh, it is and, uh, you know, how it works if it does. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in hoping fingers are crossed that, you know, it, it helps because it's, it's just been brutal, you know, typing on the computer for a long time or, uh, you know, is just, is just very difficult. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to trying something that may help. 
and uh, we'll see how it goes. That is all I have for this episode. Again, it's episode 160 of the I Can't See You podcast. It is the last episode of the year, obviously, with only one more day left, of course. Uh, but I do appreciate you listening all year long, or if you've just started, uh, I do appreciate uh, any support uh, that you've given over the years. And again, 160 episodes in, uh, any download is appreciated. And I do thank you for that. I wish you all the best for 2022. I know a lot of people are looking forward to getting out of 2021. You know, look, I, I don't think there's going <laughs> to, you know, it's today and tomorrow. It's, you know, it's it's not that, to me, it's not that big a difference. I don't know how, uh, you know, going from, one year to the next is any different than going from one day to a next. Um, so hopefully it's a good one for you though. And, um, if you had a bad 2021, I hope 2022 is better. If you had a good 2021, I hope 2022 is even better. Um, but I do appreciate your support throughout the year. And, uh, again, if you've got questions, comments, reach out 646-926-6350, leave your message and again, you have up to three minutes. Please leave your name and your town. And um, and I look forward to using those on an upcoming episode. You can also reach out via email. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. And show notes for this episode, episode 160, will be available at I can't see you.com slash 160. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I C A N T C U dot com slash 160. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode and any of the others that you have. I do greatly appreciate you and all your support. I hope you're staying safe, you're well, and I will talk to you in the new year next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.